the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal, but take part ourselves. That's right. When they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Ross Blotcher. And I'm Carrie Poppy. And we are back to tell you about how to cure your COVID-19 symptoms. You know, focus on the symptoms. Symptoms. That's important. With homeopathy. Yeah, sorry to leave you in the lurch there. I'm sure you're wondering, well, how do I apply all this important homeopathy information? You've all been saying, I thought I needed to go to the ICU, but hang on. I'm going to wait for the second week of Ross and Carrie's <laughs> reportage on this. I know that like kills like. I know that I have a vital force. What do I do? I'm just going to wait. <laughs> I'm going to wait seven days and see what happens. So again, this was a two-part class. I had attended the first part. And then Carrie attended the second part we're going to talk about. This was on Wednesday. Yeah, it was a Wednesday. Yeah. Nice little hump day. I just want to say, once again, (laughs) we're recording this during the COVID-19 outbreak. Everyone is home. And so we're recording it in my apartment, which is unusually loud because everybody's home. So So, you hear some sounds? It's life. You heard it here first. Mm -hmm. You heard it in the background second. (laughs) So I got on there at noon. Good. Thanks. It started at noon, so it seemed appropriate. (laughs) Yeah. I think I was the first person there. And then a few minutes in, it was still just me, Rena, something that said iPhone, which I think you mentioned you saw the first day. Sure, yeah. And It's a Zoom call, so somebody's got some device and they've never used Zoom before. Mm -hmm. And someone who I noticed, last name Sassy, just like Rena. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. So I actually wrote in the chat, I said, two sassies. And Serena said, oh, yeah, that's my sister. Ah, okay. Yep. I'm guessing this is the same person who was there the day I went as well. How many people did you get total? It sounded like there had been quite the drop off. It was very small. I know I was missing, but I was replaced by you. True, but there was still attrition overall. I think we ended up with five total, including Rena. So yeah, a little bit of attrition there. But yeah, when you've paid 55 bucks, usually you want to get both parts. But A, life is complicated. Mm -hmm. And B, she had been providing videos and supplemental materials. And I'll say she did a very good job of that, Mm -hmm. making sure that if you missed out, you're not missing out. Yeah. And she presented that well, too, because I said in the chat, I said, oh, my friend's not going to make it this time, but he'll watch the video. And she said, you know, there's probably a lot of people like that. Uh, Oh, okay, She she did handle that well. And thank you for telling her I felt. No problem. You know, I I know that feeling as an instructor and Mm -hmm. looking where that person goes. Did I do a bad job the first time (laughs) and they didn't want to come back? It was nice of you to quell that voice inside her head. No prob. So she said, what's everybody drinking? And I said, coffee. Is that okay? Is that bad? (laughs) And she said, oh, no, I'm drinking it too. And she'll have a huge, (laughs) huge old mug of coffee. But you said it's 1x preparation. I watered it down. (laughs) Yeah, it's not the actual beans. I I put them through a succussion (laughs) process. (laughs) I'm sure that's got to be a thing. Homeopathically prepared coffee. It seems like that's all coffee. If not... It's probably a multi-million dollar idea. I mean, the if coffee... I had no scruples, I could, <laughs> I could make money on. Yeah, I feel like you could just say it with any coffee. Just be like, I succussed it the one time <laughs> through my Mister Coffee. Anyway, she said, "Okay, well, let's let's get started. Let's review a little. Who remembers what the two principles of homeopathy are? And guess who knew? 
I'm, I'm guessing Miss A student, uh, Miss Poppy. <laughs> it was me. So I was like... Carrie's what? pointing at herself. <laughs> with my thumbs. With her thumbs. Who's paying attention? This guy. This guy. I said, like, cures like, and a fancy word for you have an energy body. <laughs> She's like, yeah, that's right. That's word for word. <laughs> and she said, that's right. Oh, and then, you know what? Then a fifth person did join, Anastasia. So then she went into the discussion of the three-legged stool. And I remembered this from somewhere else. Where was it? Was it some other homeopath? Oh, interesting. Okay, I don't. Okay. Uh, But three legs makes for a sturdy seating surface. It's true. So she was saying when you want to diagnose with homeopathy, you want to make sure you always have three symptoms from your client. So one should be mental and emotional if you can. Mm Mm-hmm. One something to do with the mind. So you look for their anger, their irritability, or their crying or weeping or sadness, or are they being sorry for themselves? <laughs> that's the first leg of the stool. Then the second one should be a modality. So like something that's making them better or worse. Okay. You know, oh, they want warm, they want cold, they're thirsty, and they like it when they drink water. They want to move, they don't want to move. As I was reviewing, I noticed that she asked, do they want a hot drink? Oh. And I thought, hey. hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Gary's got this problem all the time. Yeah. What's that sickness? Well, and also your rating just went up. Oh, true. As long as she's allowing it. Mm-hmm. And then the third is your is your gimme. That's the one where you can have a specific physical symptom. Mm-hmm. But she said, get specific here. We don't want to just hear, oh, she's got a fever. We want to hear high fever, fever over 100. Or she has fever and there's chills. She has fever and there's flushing. We want details. This is where I saw someone in the chat was making a joke about a solid stool. Was Did, that you? Yeah, of course it was me. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm betting that's scary. She said, yeah, with these three legs, you get a solid stool. All right. And then we got so I I just typed it in the chat. I quoted her. That will give you a solid stool. Heh. And then she came back to it a couple minutes later. And she giggled. liked it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good times. Another important piece of homeopathic information that she threw out there was that there is this materia medica, which is kind of, uh, I don't know, almost a shopping list or ingredients list of various preparations. She said that you can use that when you're looking for one of those particular symptoms or a remedy. And she mentioned that there's something like 5,000 remedies. I guess there's different materia medicas that you can collect. It's like a Merck manual. Yeah. I can't remember where I looked, but I saw a number of different named ones. And the largest one had something in like the 500s or 600s of Mm. ingredients or preparations. So I guess she's got a massive collection. She said that about 100 of the remedies are the ones that we use 70 to 80% of the time. So you've got your Oh, interesting. You're kind of your all-stars, your go-tos. Uh, your oscillococcum. You right, right, your onion or your What's that one that's like would kill you? Belladonna mm-hmm. would kill you if it were actually there. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Arnica. Yeah, a lot of those arsenic mm. as well. Arsenica, not to be confused oh. with Arsenio Hall. I didn't know arsenica was from arsenic. Makes sense. There's an A on the end. Anyway, so that that was a new piece of information for me. I think I'd heard of the Materia Medica before, but I wouldn't have been able to tell you what it was. Yeah, and then there's also the, what was the other big book, the Hahnemann book? Ordonis Opipaya. Oh, yeah. The Ordonis Opipaya. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Homeopathy Omnibus. Homeward Bound 
The Incredible Journey. Om Organon of Medicine. Organon of Medicine. Organon, yeah. That's it. And then, I was so close. Yeah, yeah, you were right on it. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she had a name for those kind of prepared recipes, preparations, and they're called keynotes. Yeah, really distracting thing to call it. Yeah, especially since she was presenting with a Prezi. Uh-huh. So I'm busy making jokes about PowerPoints. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm glad our minds work the same way. <laughs> totally. A keynote is just another way to find a remedy. And she said that when they write them out... They'll be bolded or caps locked. And so you can look for them that way when, when you see something kind of listed out and it really stands out like, oh, I need to go look that up and then I can see what preparation I need and mix and match my pellets. Right. And she said those are really strong indicators. You don't even necessarily need the other two legs if you have the keynote of one thing. Someone's done the work for you. Yeah. It's like, oh, he has an itchy throat and- This says itchy throat. And wants to drink Diet Pepsi. That's a keynote. It also says loose bowels, but it says itchy throat. (laughs) We're good. Exactly. So she also said, and there are a lot of scanned pages from all these books. They're in the Google Drive. She really prepared very nicely. Yeah. So she mentioned that asinite in particular is good for the fear of death. That's great to give people when they're afraid they're dying. That's probably less invasive than, say, psilocybin. Yeah, that's true. Which also can have an effect on fear of death. I feel like you should check to make sure the person is not dying, though. What if it's a rational fear? What oh. if they're dying? Oh, right. Uh, and, well, and you can do it sounds like them. it's supposed to deal with the fear itself. Yeah. Which is the thing to fear. Oh, touche. With these people, it's always the fear. Mm -hmm. The fear is bad. Got to get that energy body in balance. Mm -hmm. So she told us homeopathy is gentle and rapid. Right. (laughs) I I like the logic loop that starts here, but yes, continue. Okay. She said, you might find relief immediately when you take a remedy and then wonder, was that the right thing then? Because that went away right away. Yeah, that seems so fast. And How could said, it possibly have taken effect? Right. And then that means that it was. That's in when fact, you know it's right working. One. Yeah. But even though that means it's working, eh, sometimes you need to give it four tries, like we talked about mm-hmm. before. So it might not work right away. Maybe you don't see that gentle and rapid response. So, you know, keep trying it keep dosing and then she says sometimes you'll see temporary worsening of the symptoms so uh you know any outcome validates what i am saying (laughs) exactly (laughs) it might happen like absurdly fast as if it was just maybe in your head or something in that case yeah it's working great and then maybe it won't in which case you know just keep on it Until it does do what you expect it to do. And maybe sometimes things get worse. And that's good, too. Those are the three possibilities. (laughs) Either it gets better, or it stays the same, or it gets worse. Either one, eh. Or you die, in which case I don't think you'll be complaining. (laughs) We'll have a solution for that coming up. That's true. Oh, my God. So I asked her, she mentioned something about the energy body, and I I was typing in the chat a lot, and I said, can people see the energy body? Oh, yeah. And she said, no, well, I can't, but some people can. I don't have that kind of intuitive skill. I have other ones, but I don't have that one. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Know yourself. (laughs) Yes. Position, know thyself. Another way that you can know it's starting to work is that the patient will either go to sleep Mm -hmm. or get increased energy. Or... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Their fever goes up. That's Uh-oh. when you really know things are top and notch. All of those mean that it's working. 
Yeah. Okay. So fever is a good thing. Right. We want to encourage it. This may be the best piece of advice she had Mm -hmm. in this talk. Yeah. And that is that, yes, usually people try to fight and remove a fever. A fever is your body reacting. And you had a good way of saying it. She liked that. Oh, yeah. This is what my mom always said when I was growing up, that a fever is your body trying to bake the illness out. And Rena responded to that. Oh, I'm going to use that. Yeah, that's really good. I like that. And this is true. Like, basically, your body's trying to make an inhospitable environment Mm -hmm. for that virus or bacteria. And as much as you can allow that to run its course, do. Mm -hmm. But of course, there are limits. Yeah. Which came up as probably your question as well. It's always fun to... Uh, actually, I don't think it was. Oh, okay. It's always fun to watch someone else partake in a class and be like, oh, which are the carry questions? Right, totally. There are definitely good purposes for fevers. But I was just curious about this too, because I do feel like I hear people just being like, oh, I have a fever, I have to take something. Mm-hmm. And I always think like, well, it's probably okay for you to have a fever until it gets really high. So I was curious and went and looked up like, what happens if your fever is really, really high? What happens mm-hmm. on the very upper end you can suffer brain damage. Oh, but wow. It, it, you have to have like... like Prolonged. A very high, like 105 degree fever for a really, really long time. And okay. you do nothing about it. Then, yeah, you can start having seizures or have brain damage. But it seems Ooh. to be pretty rare. Okay. Well, yeah. That's good to know. So, yeah, she spent quite a bit of time unpacking fever and what to do with fever. Of course, the one thing you really want to avoid is Tylenol or mm-hmm. these other drugs that people take. You this want is to- her talking, not yes. you. Yeah, yeah. That's her- yes, that's a very good point to make. <laughs> this is Rena. And so she said that the real risk of a fever is dehydration. You want to mm-hmm. keep people hydrated. That okay. is one risk of a fever, yeah. And she said that it's the suppression of fever itself that sends people to the ICU with COVID-19. That's probably not correct. <laughs> hmm. Yep. <laughs> she had one miracle drug for dealing with fever, and that's ferrum Foss. Oh. So you should be using ferrum Foss oh, right, 6X right. because it increases your blood volume. And the important thing of dealing with a fever and illness in general is having enough blood and have it be oxygenated. Okay. And the ferrum Foss will help you uh, get your blood up. Okay. I think I missed the mechanism there. Okay. I didn't know I would get more blood. Yeah. And it's a 6X preparation, so it's not that dilute. And she mm-hmm. said it actually does have some iron in it. Ah. Probably ah. very little. But there you go. There's like an actual active substance. And I was thinking to myself, well, yeah, Farrah Fawcett in her day has gotten many uh, people's blood to rise. Is that true? To increase. I don't get it. Because iron does that? It's called Ferrum Foss. I was thinking of Farrah Fawcett. Oh. <laughs> wow. Didn't even notice. Didn't notice. <laughs> See, it was that similar. You know, you could market that. You could make a ferrum phosphate with her on the front. <laughs> you need to get your blood up. Yeah, yeah. There Here's you some ferrum phosphate. Ferrum phosphate. I don't know. <laughs> so she said this virus, COVID nineteen, is very intense. So dry doses are recommended. So mm-hmm. again, don't take it with water. This is. I don't know why this bothers me so much, but I just keep picturing these sick people. And then being Somebody like, no, no, like, no, do not have water. Someone saying, open your mouth. Okay, I'm going to put these pellets <laughs> in your mouth. Dry ass pellets in your mouth. <laughs> swallow, swallow. And then she said you can drop the pellet into a sleeping child's mouth. So you're no water. 
because they have COVID nineteen. I mean, it's probably fine. It'll just dissolve, but probably. But I'm a not obnoxious. Probably, <laughs> but like one time out of a thousand, you're going to choke that child. Yeah, hopefully it would be small enough and dissolve fast enough that that would not be a true concern. But yeah, she's recommending four to five pellets every fifteen minutes if this is really serious. <laughs> And yeah, of course, if for some reason you can't use the pellets, you can do the water preparation, but it's going to be more, what's the word, potent? Yeah. If it, it's in pellet form. I don't you, I don't understand although, there. again, you'd think it would be the other way right? because she's all up in dilution. Is, who knows? It's contrary to basic logic, so. Oh, it doesn't make any sense. That's what she said, at least. There were a couple other medications, the Kali Sulf for- uh, uh, Delicious. Yeah, colds and skin eruptions, supposed to help with that. Okay. And the nat sulf, that for flu, nausea, and vomiting. Both of those are 6X preparations as well. So those mm. are the three ones she said to have handy, and she showed us the little bottles from Highlands. Interesting. So with 6X, I mean, yeah, she's mostly showing you just like very mild herbal medicines probably. Yeah, hmm. pretty Interesting. much. She also said we should get liquid oxygen. Oh, Yeah. I don't know anything about that. What is that? I had to look it up. So she mentioned in particular something called Oxygen Extreme, which supposedly is a liquid form of oxygen. You put it in your water, you drink it, and then it makes your body absorb extra oxygen. Hmm. Because don't you have to get extreme temperatures to get oxygen in liquid form? (laughs) Like you'd have to make it extremely cold? I don't know. Okay. But <laughs> I, fe- I feel like there's less than meets the eye here. But who I knows? feel like the way to get extra oxygen is to breathe. <laughs> that would help. Yeah. Anyway, I looked this up. So there's this wonderful doctor, Dr. Ken Harvey from Australia. And I just went on this rabbit hole being like, this guy's the best. But anyway, ah. he had uh, reviewed this product and he said, it's been proven not to work in the sense that Firstly, we absorb oxygen from the lungs, not from the gut. And secondly, complaints about those claims have been submitted to the proper authorities and they investigated them and they're completely spurious. It's basically just salty water. Oh, here we go. So the actual liquid point of oxygen is negative 183 degrees Celsius or negative... 297 degrees Fahrenheit. That's pretty cold. Yeah, okay. I'm guessing that is not what you were buying in this bottle. She included <laughs> just the you ice. screenshot. <laughs> so that quote I mentioned, so mm-hmm. I just want to give a shout out. That was from the Australian Broadcasting Corporation's Alternative Money Spinners from 2006. Oh, okay. And the reporter was Gordon Taylor. Anyway, Ken Harvey, badass. So he's this Australian doctor. He's a medical professor. He worked with the WHO to create ethical criteria for uh, drug promotions. Anyway, he's been sued by like a bunch of homeopaths and he's like, no, I'm not going to back down. And he's he's nice. been the Ross and Carrie of Australia and I love him. I'm in love with him. I'm marrying him. Well, mazel tov. Thank you. That's so cool. Also, she recommends electrolytes, another important thing for hydration, which, hey, I'm all for that. Good job. Sure. Yep. Have some electrolytes. Give you some extra sodium, magnesium, and potassium. She recommended smart water. Uh, right. I don't, I don't know, know much about it. Jennifer Aniston loves it. I feel immediately suspicious of any kind of special water. Sure. But Fair. I'm glad it's smart. Probably use Gatorade or some other sport drink as well. Coconut water, I think, has oh, a yeah. fair amount of it as well. Right. Oh, yes. So she gave us a really great advice for how to handle your own symptoms if you're feeling sick. She okay. said, I firmly believe in people's intuition. Everyone knows on a deep soul level what is right for them. 
What is the medicine for them? What oh, yeah. is disease for them? Mm-hmm. This is what I would call a poor idea. Yeah, and I think that was kind of delivered in the context of she was talking about breaking a fever and, mm-hmm. and when you do mm-hmm. need to do that because yeah. she's all for letting the fever run its course. And she had sort of rough temperature levels to look at. If you're a really small baby, zero to three months, any fever, probably you should try to break it. Uh, if three, you're a really small baby and listen to this podcast, that's what you should do. <laughs> break that fever. Hey, you cool babies. And uh, three to six months, uh, over 100.5 degrees, six months or anywhere you know, through the rest of your life, 104 to 105 degrees. But then she was saying, you know what, you'll know better. You know, it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter where these exact numbers are. You'll feel it. If it's less than that and you're like, this fever needs to break, go ahead and break it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This whole idea of you like having intuition about your health is good advice if you have been through that scenario before. Yes. Because this is what our intuition's great at. It's just recognizing shit it's been through before. If your intuition is informed by experience and hopefully good science. Right. But if you're just like, well, I've never had COVID-19 or anything like it, but spirit, soul, what do you think? Your spirit and soul (laughs) is just going to make some fucking guess and you're going to suffer the consequences. So she had a few recommendations for dealing with the fever. So here you go. You can use warm and cold compresses. Good advice. Hydrotherapy. Drinking water? I guess so. I hope so. (laughs) Yeah, that would make sense. Uh, Garlic remedies. Oh, yeah. She said, okay, this sounded so gross. She said... Oh, yeah, put it up against your foot, (laughs) but it'll burn your skin if you put it against your foot. Right. So take a sock. (laughs) Okay, put your feet in socks. Then take garlic and put it outside the sock on the sole of your foot. Then take another sock, pull it on over that. (laughs) And by the time you smell or taste it through your foot, the fever probably will have broken. I'm just picturing what, like having to get up out of bed and walking over to the bathroom and you've got garlic foot. So <laughs> gross. And huh. you know what? You're tasting it. You're tasting it because it's like you you stink. And now you see your body's telling you that you're tasting it, but you're smelling it right. because you fucking stink. Yeah. She says, keep using it until it is so permeated you. That, <laughs> yeah. Gross. God. It's coming out your mouth. Then she also recommended bentonite clay. So that's. A clay that she says pulls the fever right out of your feet or wherever you want to apply it. You can apply that clay. Great. I mean, Let's do it. And then also Epsom salts. I, I never really was clear on that, whether you actually can absorb any magnesium from Epsom salts. If that gets through the skin barrier. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine so. It doesn't seem like an extraordinary claim. I looked it up and it seems like uh, like the jury's out. Oh, okay. But, um Yeah, I never really knew. So I asked her at this point, okay, I'm trying to wrap my head around all this at once. So if the sickness is really in the energy body, but COVID-19 really is a virus, Mm -hmm. does the virus attack the energy body instead of the physical body? Oh, yeah. And then I said, I know you can see viruses under a microscope. I assume you can't see the energy body under her microscope or can you i'm having trouble kind of marrying these two concepts sure yeah she said oh that's a great question so the energy body has the disturbance then that weakens the physical body okay and then it's susceptible to the infection in the physical body okay i thought it was a clever clever way to um make these things almost agree (laughs) yeah and and consistent with what she was saying in the first class about Mm -hmm. this being kind of the iceberg Above the water that indicates the iceberg below the water. Right, right. So, yeah, by all means, take care of these urgent physical symptoms, but we're really worried about the energy body. But then she said something very perplexing. What's that? You know, 
germ theory has really been debunked many times. Oh, my God. I don't know why we're still following that concept. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I don't think that's so settled as you think it is. You were just saying COVID's a virus. Yeah, she just threw. What, is, what does germ mean to you? What's a, yeah. what's a germ? I have no answer for that. <sighs> that would be her question to answer. But yeah, wow, germ theory. Oh, that is that has been disproven so many times. This is Rena again. Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> yeah. It, it debunked, I think she said. Mm-hmm. Wow. Then I, I was like, in the chat again, oh, wow. Is there any good reading on that? I had never heard that. And she said, oh, they're great whistleblowers. There's Sayer G from Green Med Info and Dr. Kelly Brogan, MD. They are the whistleblowers who are debunking germ theory. You got to look them up. Oh, they're amazing. I didn't spend any time with Sayer G, but I did look up Kelly Brogan. Yeah. What a kook. Oh, no. Holy moly. She's promoting this awful website called questioningcovid.com that's all up in 5G theories and blah, 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 blah. She's an anti-vaxxer. She doesn't think HIV causes AIDS. She thinks that the drugs we use to treat HIV mm. cause AIDS. So, but she's a whistleblower, ugh. huh? She's on the inside. She sees the corrupt system and knows how they're lying to us. She owns a whistle. Oh, huh. yeah. yeah. Well, way to blow that whistle. <laughs> and she says all disease is psychological. She's just... Oh. <laughs> That's my analysis that's, of that's that. So you summarize it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. No thanks. Rena was throwing out some other remedies, uh, things that people had asked about as well. She was also talking about getting more oxygen from hydrogen peroxide because it has extra oxygen, H2O2. I was really curious about that. You, what are you saying? Are we supposed to drink hydrogen peroxide? <laughs> I, don't do that. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. The concept was sometimes you need more oxygen than just simple water is providing. Right. But I'm like, where are you putting this hydrogen peroxide? That's Is that bleach? No. No. Okay. Hydrogen peroxide is the stuff that people used to gargle with, right? Yeah. Okay. And apparently there's not too much support for what my dad used to do, which is like to pour it in a wound. Yeah. That can actually like really harm I the healing process. I did that not long ago when I, oh, remember I dropped a razor on my foot and yes. it was infected forever? Yes. One step in that process was that the only antiseptic available where I was was hydrogen peroxide. Oh, so and you pour I, it, I it I foams. I think it really did pour, make it, it worse. Yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I remember every time I got a cup, my dad would pour it on there. You'd oh, watch wow. it bubble. It would hurt. Uh-huh. you wash it off, pour it on again, bubble, hurt. <laughs> oh, man, I didn't do it that many times. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway. A- another questioner asked about uh, cider vinegar. I assume apple cider mm-hmm. vinegar. And Rena agreed with that. Oh, yeah, that's another good way to help with your fever is take a bath in that stuff. <laughs> God, these people are going to smell high heaven. <laughs> Garlic. Apple cider vinegar. I don't think smelling good has ever really been the province of alternative medicine. (laughs) Fair enough. Well, they do have really good incense. Oh, okay. She was also uh, talking about iron and how you need to be kind of careful with that. She realizes Mm -hmm. that's important for the blood, but it can also be constipating. In general, whenever she would talk about supplements, she was more against the supplemental forms. Like, wherever possible, you should get it from the food. Mm, um, so mm-hmm. she wasn't a big fan of someone taking, like, iron pills, mm-hmm. say. And this is one bit of good advice. You do want to be cognizant of how much iron you're getting. It's one of the few things that you can accidentally get too much of. Mm. Uh, while she was talking about germ theory, she was talking about how some people are just not susceptible to covid And Mm -hmm. it all comes down to energy signatures. Mm. And so sometimes you're born and this is where it gets really hazy. She was saying sometimes it can be inherited through your genes. 
but sometimes okay. it's just your environment. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like, okay, wait, define this more? Mm-hmm. Uh, somehow you're just like you're never going to get COVID or you're never going to express anything with it because you're just you're kind of immune to it. Mm-hmm. Too bad we don't have a way to screen for that, right? Right, right. Um, well, we know we know risk factors. And she called these, it sounded like she was saying miasms are these inherited susceptibilities or lacks thereof. Mm, okay. And apparently this had been proven by some Dr. Koch who uh, had been a homeopathic doctor who proved that you can be completely immune to something. And for example, he knew that his energy signature was not susceptible to TB. And so he oh, right. he drank a solution with TB in it and he didn't get it. Oh, right. Yeah, I want to know the real story there. <laughs> yeah, right. I feel like we're missing some details. <laughs> anyway. Blech. Blech. That's our analysis. Cool. So, of course, what is the best medicine? Say it with me, everybody. Prevention. prevention. You knew it was coming. Hey, yeah. An ounce of prevention. It's true. Pound of cure. So she said prevention's not something we just do one time. Same with your immune system. You need to be, you know, constantly taking care of it, making sure you have a strong immune system. Yeah. Sure. True. And then she said she's glad that people are waking up to how we need to be supportive of our immune systems. People just kind of use that phrasing for immune system, saying like you need to boost your immune Mm. system. You need to Mm -hmm. strengthen or support your immune system. I've heard people who understand the immune system better kind of caution against that phrasing Mm -hmm. because so many of our physical ailments and problems and autoimmune diseases are the immune system being over active Mm -hmm. and being Mm -hmm. a little too boosted sometimes a healthy immune system is one that knows when When to to hold the fuck out yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) exactly so whenever i hear boost the immune system i think what does that actually mean yeah i think something similar i always assume when someone's talking about like such and such makes your immune system more active i think well that means you infected yourself I mean, mm. which might be fine. I'm yeah. not saying it's not, but like, don't just leave it there. I need more details. I remember when I was in college, I don't even know if it was a proper study, but some news came out that was like, eating your boogers is good for your immune system. And I was like, well, okay. But that probably just means like, there are germs in your boogers. You're- <laughs> I mean, like, that's. Okay, yeah. fine. I'm not saying that's necessarily bad, it's but it's- like eating that hamburger off the ground. Uh, right. Your your body's getting some low level yeah. experience at fighting various microbes, and later on, it's ready for them if it encounters them in a more potent form. Okay, sure. Yeah. Sure. But it, yeah, it's kind of like saying like bright colors stimulate your eye system. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't really know what you're going for, but that's true. Oh, right. Yeah. It's almost a tautology. Yeah. It's obvious and not particularly profound. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, it's definitely wording to be cautious around to have a little red flag for when someone says something is boosting your immune system. Right. What does that actually mean? Yeah. That said, obviously, you want to eat well, you want to exercise, get a good amount of sleep. These are all things that are easy to not do well and affect your immune system, which I think is where she really wanted to go. Which is fair and fine. But she does have her own boot camp specifically for building the immune system. So if this class has convinced you, you can shell out. I think it was a hundred something. 
for the uh, the boot camp. Nice. Oh, I just got to show you this screenshot of all of us in the in the chat because there's Rena. Hers is the only image that's actually on the only webcam. Right. So there's her, her sister, the word iPhone, and then me, where I am an ostrich with headphones on. And I just love the ah. thought that these were all the people partaking in this <laughs> class. An are. ostrich, Rena, her sister, and an iPhone. Very good. Yeah. So then she talked about constitutional remedies. Oh, yeah. This was new to me. Do you know this one? No, I don't. Okay. So constitutional remedies apparently are your sort of daily medicines. So the way that I might go to my doctor and he might say, you know, it's good for you in particular to take omega-3s. You should probably take those daily. Or Mm -hmm. vitamin D. There's a common one that, you know, doctors will tell people like, oh, your blood tends to be low in it. Let's go ahead and have you take that. Same idea here that there are just homeopathic things that are good for you, Ross, and not necessarily in order to form a more perfect carry. (laughs) Exactly. That'd be a constitutional (laughs) remedy. (laughs) Exactly. That explains the blank look on your face while you figured out exactly (laughs) how to work that in. Correct. (laughs) Carrie was watching me work on a pun. (laughs) It's like, what's happening over there? There's this, this test that they have to help. I guess, get enough info about you to build your constitutional remedy, an HTMA test. Oh, which is so close to HTML. Yeah, that's right. This isn't a markup language. This is a hair tissue mineral analysis. Mm. So I feel like I've heard them talk about that before, getting this particular piece of diagnostic material from you, Mm. and then they can use it to dial in exactly what you should be taking every day Mm -hmm. that matches your energy signature. And she had a a list of homeopathic recommendations that I guess is kind of just sort of a basic kit that would work for almost everybody and could Mm -hmm. be tweaked. So that included arsenicum 30C, Byronia 30C, once a day for three days, followed by Eupatorium 200C once a day for four days. I don't know about you, but my brain shuts off as soon as I see that. I just think I'm not doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, fair. Too many instructions. You know, this and this Mm. for like once a day for three days and then this other random thing. I don't know. That seems like something you could excel at. I don't know. I just don't. You could literally make an Excel spreadsheet. (laughs) You'd excel at that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to do it. I guess I could. Number two was a no-sode. Oh, Yes. Yes. So I think at this point we're talking about both what's good for you every day and what's going to help you not get COVID-19. Right. So yeah, the no-sode again is like a homeopathic vaccine. She said, you have to have a separate consultation with me. Mm -hmm. I can't just put this in your homeopathy kit. I wonder if there's a law around this or just her special rule or what yeah i wonder if it takes some special preparation or juju or yeah i don't know energy alignment some piece like that but i would suspect it's more along the lines of what you're saying that it's kind of like how if you wanted that preparation that included cyanide that, uh-huh. <laughs> that she had to go through a separate pharmacy she didn't have it available but contact me on the side we'll you get know. you set up with this i'm guessing it's something like that like no sods are kind of problematic Mm. I, I don't know. That's yeah. Speculation on my part. Yeah, I wonder what the deal is there. Because I wanted that no-sode. And the third thing that you can do for the COVID-19 preparation is to follow the Cuban protocol. 
Yes. So this is apparently, allegedly, we haven't looked into this very much, but something that some segment of the Cuban government is recommending for people to avoid COVID-19 is to take these Yeah, she said the Cuban government is giving this to their elderly. Hmm. 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 I feel like if we looked into that, we might learn more. (laughs) Talked about it a little bit in the last episode, and there were some good write-ups, but it's sort of a dense and complicated situation, so I won't speak out my ass about it. I wonder how many homeopaths spend time studying Latin or, Mm. or just doing some introductory courses in Latin just to know how to pronounce these things. Yeah, Because yeah. I look at it and think, I could use some Latin here. But the Cuban protocol includes anise barbarie, 200, and that's the ingredient in oscillococcinum. Mm-hmm. Also, baptisia tinctoria, 200, vasilinum, 30, pyrogenium, 200, eupatorium perf, 200, Influenzum 200. <laughs> That's interesting. And Arsenicum album 200. Yeah. There you go. Do it like the Cubans. <laughs> we have no idea if this is what the Cubans do. We just know this lady says so. By the way, we've mentioned a couple times here Oxylococcum. Oxylococcinum. That's it. Easy for you to say. <laughs> um, which you've probably seen on store shelves. I picture a white box. Blue writing, and then a band that goes from yellow to orange running across the box. And in this case, this is something you should not eat if you can't pronounce it. Oh, true. But mostly because it's nothing. Um, (laughs) So it's a homeopathic remedy that has nothing in it. If it did have something in it, check out what the fuck it is. It's like a piece of a duck or a goose's liver. Oh, wow. Yeah. Gross. Gross, mean, pointless. Though, and not there. Right. <laughs> I feel it's akin to our future situation where we'll have cloned meat, meat that's prepared sort of in vitro, petri, however you want to refer mm-hmm. to it. But the idea is- Nobody gets hurt. Yeah. You take one meat cell and then you clone that. And uh, yeah, the animal didn't even have to die mm-hmm. for that to get seeded. In this case, yeah, I guess you can have one very small bit of, was it liver? Did you say? I forget if it's liver or gut or what. Oh, well, whatever it is, it's awful. Boy, I wonder about that. When they have a preparation called Influenzum 200, does that mean that they just took some flu virus? Somehow they got their hands on that and they or someone sneezed into a (laughs) a 99 drops of alcohol and then they did their succussion thing. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like a no-sode. I'd love to see how all of these were originated like what they actually did to get these batches started whoa wait i'm waiting whoa what i'm looking at boron's website <laughs> boron as yeah. we all know uh oh. the the top maker of homeopathy at, probably in the world yeah certainly it's the one you always see in the u.s mm-hmm. influenzanum which is their it's proprietary oh okay is a homeopathic dilution from the approved seasonal inactivated influenza vaccine. Oh, okay. oh what? <laughs> so they take a vaccine. The vaccine. Something useful. Yeah. For a second, you're like, oh my God, the homeopaths are taking a vaccine. All right. And then they're like, hang on. We're going to put it in water. And then we're going to succuss it a or bajillion alcohol. fucking times. Uh-huh. And then we're going to put it in some sugar pills and give that to you. <laughs> How did they even get the vaccine? You have to have an actual doctor who goes and gets the vaccine. They must- I'm kind of doubting this even happens. Do they have someone on the inside? Like a whistleblower? 
Do we have a whistle? We should call. I got Bowl to refund me one time. Oh, I remember that. Years ago. Yeah, there's a video on YouTube somewhere of you uh, yeah. when you lived in the Hobbit home. Yep, that's right. Getting them to refund you for your purchase. Needs no more explanation than that. That'll get people searching on YouTube. <laughs> Carrie Hobbit House? <laughs> no. Uh, Getting colder? But you colder. can look up Carrie Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, Which run. You obviously know how to spell. Yeah. It's B O I R H. Carrie doesn't want you to know how to spell Boy, run. <laughs> this is like, I, I endlessly crack up at the uh, fake pronunciation YouTube. It puts out names and words that people commonly don't know how to pronounce, like Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. And so you listen to it and it says, Bo Foofer. Bo <laughs> and so confidently. Foofer. Yeah. It's very important, the but delivery. Justin Bieber is Juggy Brodeltine. <laughs> Juggy Brodeltine. <laughs> oh, they just make me laugh and laugh. John Hodgman does a similar thing where if you donate during Max Fun Drive and choose Judge John Hodgman as one of the shows you listen to, he will say your name badly on Instagram. Oh, nice. Yeah. The YouTube channel is Pronunciation Manual. It's hours of fun. <laughs> I speak French. I'm going to stop this or I'll just start listening to these for half an hour. Well, you know what I could do for half an hour or an hour or 24 hours? Make websites, I bet. Exactly. I could make websites. I can't get a freaking enough. I know, Carrie. And her energy signature. It's all about websites. Exactly, Ross. I love to make a website like on a Saturday when you're like, oh, it's it's take a load off. I've had such mm-hmm. a busy week. You know, oh, yeah. I'm I'm an architect. I'm a photographer. I'm a food producer. I'm a producer producer. I'm an instructor. I'm a wedding professional. I'm a restaurant. I'm a bar. I'm a pub. I'm a wellness coach or I'm a sports team or I'm a personal All of those trainer things. or I'm a coach. And <clears throat> it's time to take a load off. I think I will make a website for myself. Yeah. When you're done with the brown paper packages tied up with strings, Hopefully, there's a website inside of them. And to create that dream, that dream that is a great idea that doesn't have a website yet, you can make that real with Squarespace. That's right. You can create a beautiful website to blog or publish content. Have you heard about content lately? It is blowing up. You know, it's king. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can promote your physical or online business. And a lot of businesses are online right now. <laughs> That's true. Maybe you want to announce an upcoming event. Maybe you're doing your own COVID-19 symptoms homeopathy class. Well, uh, you could promote that. I'm not going to stop you, but maybe you should. It's a good way to get $55 out of us. That's true. Or $110. But hopefully you're doing something more legitimate than that. Squarespace gives you access to beautiful templates created by world-class designers. It gives you powerful e-commerce functionality. A new way to buy domains and choose from over 200 extensions. And 24-7 award-winning customer support. They got an Emmy, you guys. So check out squarespace.com slash oh no for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, just use the offer code oh no to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. You're a daisy if you do. So she also was talking a little bit about vitamin C. Gotta get your vit C. Yeah. Vitamin C is a complicated one. Yeah, because vitamin C is essential. Mm-hmm. You need to have it. Mm-hmm. We don't make it in our own bodies. If mm-hmm. you've listened to my interview with 
Nathan Lentz. Mm-hmm. Our bodies used to make it back when we weren't primates and we had the Kulo gene. Mm. Your cat does. Don't drink the Kulo. <laughs> your dog does. They make their own vitamin C. We don't. So yes, you do need vitamin C. Good to get it through natural sources. And you have to get it all the time because you keep peeing the fucker out. Right. So all that is true and good. What does she say? So you want to take a whole bunch of it? Yeah. Like a whole, whole bunch of it. Let's Th- see. What'd she 3, say? 3,000 to 5,000 milligrams daily. That seems like a lot. Which I guess would just be three to five grams. <laughs> it's always funny when people do that. <laughs> yeah. I always kind of go back and forth on the way people talk about vitamins. A lot of times I'll hear people who are very science-minded like us Mm -hmm. say, you don't need vitamins unless you're deficient. Well, okay, yes. But it's also not that hard to become deficient temporarily Mm -hmm. and topping off the gas tank. Yeah, fine. Okay. But then some people go to this other extreme of like, if I pack in. A million grams of vitamin C all day. I'll just get healthier and healthier and healthier. No, 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 no. There's an (laughs) upper limit to what you can do here. Right. And she said that essentially you cannot overdo it with vitamin C. Mm -hmm. She said, yeah, if you get more than you need, you'll pee it out. And okay, if you add another like gram per day and finally you start getting loose bowels, that's when to dial it back. (laughs) This was my favorite. A thousand milligrams. Yeah, that that you want to get to what she call it, (laughs) bowel tolerance. She was like, so take these until bowel tolerance, which is when you flush or Well, diarrhea. So you keep increasing every 30 to 60 minutes. And then when you found your limit, because you're diarrheaing, then you go down one level and then stay there. Just take those until you diarrhea. (laughs) This is terrible advice, especially Uh, if you're dehydrated. She gave us a couple hints in this talk that English wasn't her first language. I mean, she speaks very well. Oh, I didn't notice that at all. When she was trying to think of cold compresses, Uh she was saying, oh, what's that English word for? uh, Oh, interesting. She had to think about a compress. So I wonder what her original language is. She speaks very good English. Right, right, right. But just every now and then. she's maybe she grew up bilingual and just like. Oh, maybe. That, like my uh, one of my best friends, Alicia, is bilingual. And every once in a while, she'll be like, oh, I'm thinking of the Spanish word. What is the English right. word? Right. There were uh, just little yeah. word choices mm-hmm. here and there that made me think like, oh, okay. Oh, interesting. She's got some other language floating around in her head. But I'm sure we've mentioned this on the show before. But the vitamin C fixation, we have Linus Pauling to thank mm-hmm. for, who is a brilliant scientist and won two Nobel Prizes. Mm-hmm. And yet, even he could chase this rabbit trail that was not productive and not right. He went around promoting vitamin C as kind of a cure-all, and that's not correct. Mm -mm. Cure-alls. But now everybody has that so firmly entrenched in their minds. Ooh, I'm feeling sick. I better start taking some vitamin C. But like I'm saying, I don't think that's the... If you're taking a little... It's not the worst thing. Yeah. If you're taking a little, you might be topping off the tank. Eat an orange. Why not? Yeah, eat an orange. There you go. (laughs) It's one of my favorite drinks. Can't get enough lemonade. Here's a little inside... Ross Blotcher tip. You ever see Ross offer him a lemonade or mm. a root beer? Mm. He'll be very happy about the situation. Yeah. Ross's two favorite drinks. Or a Martinelli sparkling cider. Ah. That, is that a third? That okay. rounds out the top three. Okay. Nice, nice, nice. Oh, yeah. So then I asked her, well, so wouldn't vitamin C and all those things, would they be stronger if they were diluted homeopathically? Yeah. Because you've already sold me on this concept. Good point. And I said, I mean, you're talking about these really high doses of like vitamin D. Wouldn't that make them weaker? And she's like, oh, no, no, no. You can't do that. <laughs> 
because you need actual vitamin C. Yeah, this one is, I guess, very clearly tied to the physical body, mm-hmm. not the energy body. So that's where you want to use a real substance. Right. Which, I mean, good. I'm glad she's aware of this. But at the same time, I was like, okay, well, why do those behave so differently? And she's like, I don't really know what you're asking. It's just, just don't take those homeopathically. I'm like, okay, well, I was trying to form some internal <laughs> consistency for you, but forget it. You're not taking the bait. Uh, vitamin D is another one. You can't get too much of that. Is that true? Yeah, I guess that one's water soluble. Uh, she was talking about uh, like 5,000 IUs daily. Oh, goodness. That's a lot of vitamin D. And again, she'd prefer it not be supplemental, but you know, if that's what you need. She said to also take vitamin K. I guess that helps fix it, or I don't know, vitamin K was like a good assist there on the body handling the vitamin D. Wait, I am not a scientist, but but I just looked up vitamin D. And it says it's fat-soluble, so I don't think you do want to get too much of fat-soluble vitamins, right? I don't know. She said to eat it with fatty food. Huh. So eat it with some avocados or something. Oh, yeah, no. The Mayo Clinic says vitamin D toxicity Oh, is a rare but potentially serious condition that occurs when you have excessive amounts of vitamin D in your body. Okay. So, yeah, you know, look up what the upper limit is before you go taking a bunch of vitamin D to prove a point. What else did she want you to take? Selenium, zinc, quercetin? No, I'm not going to correct you. I don't know what that is. A plant flavonol from the flavonoid group of polyphenols. That's boring. Okay. Flavonoids, I think, are like the B vitamins. It's a plant pigment. Okay. Found in many plants and foods, such as red wine, onions, green tea, apples, berries, ginkgo biloba, and so on. Okay. And some people use it as a medicine, says WebMD. Oh, some people. All right. All right. She also mentioned Anis Barbary, which sounds like a woman's name. Oxalococcum, of course, classic. Mm-hmm. And Asinotum. And she said, most people who take those won't advance in symptoms even if they have COVID-19. There you go. (laughs) There you go. We don't need any evidence of that. Just say it. Mm -hmm. She also recommended zinc, 30 milligrams a day. Not the worst advice. Zinc is one of the few things that actually like may shorten the duration of a cold. Yes. Though if you overdo it with zinc, I think you can lose your sense of smell. I've particularly heard... That you don't want to do like the sprays up the nose. Oh, yeah. That that could be potentially very dangerous. Yeah. That's what I've heard. I don't know if it's true. Your mileage may vary. She also told us that she got advice from her spiritual leader. Oh, yeah. What is that? Does that mean like a human or is this some sort of spirit guide? (laughs) Well, you never know. She said the spiritual leader said that sumac is the cure for COVID-19. Right, and she didn't seem to, I don't know, that wasn't the whole subject of the class. Right, she if didn't, this were true, this would be a big bomb. Right, and she didn't seem to really talk about it any more than that. It was just like, oh, my spiritual guide says this. Mm-hmm. Take it or leave it. So I did look this up. Okay, Sumac. I could only find one reference to it, and it was a Turkish website that I had to have Google Chrome translate for me. Okay. But it was saying that there was a religious figure in Turkey, promoting this idea based on a dream he had. Oh, that's a great way to get info. (laughs) Goodness. (laughs) That's how Daniel did it. So another thing she said we could do is, oh, this sounds so terrible. Is this the wet sock thing? Yes. (laughs) Gross. You wet some socks. Uh Uh-huh. You put them on your feet. Okay. 
Then you put wool socks over the wet socks. Why? She loves doubling socks. <laughs> then you go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And then you wake up healthy. By morning, you'll feel better. This has been used for hundreds and thousands, thousands of, of years. years. I know, and immediately I start picturing people from thousands of years ago with wool socks. With two pairs of socks. Yeah. Huh. Also, something being used a long time. That doesn't tell you very much. Argument from antiquity. Mm-hmm. Well, but okay. Also, Your mileage may vary. Sounds so awful. Yeah. Oh. You know that game, Would You Rather? Mm-hmm. My favorite question I ever saw, mm-hmm. I, I don't know why it made me laugh so much, but your option was, would you rather always have wet socks mm-hmm. or always have air blowing in your face? Oh, air blowing in my face. Okay. Oh, 100%. And those are both incredibly annoying. <laughs> sure, but I'm a dog at heart. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm not sure. I, I mean, if I, I, well, first I'd want to ask a doctor, listen, is this going to give me glaucoma or something? <laughs> right. so my eyes will dry out. So blah, 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 blah. But if there's no actual medical danger. I think I'll case. go with the wet socks. Whoa, let's do it. They're both so annoying. Let's though. do it for the rest of our lives. <laughs> okay. For one commit, episode of this podcast. Commit to this <laughs> would you rather card that Ross read when he was in high school. <laughs> it's funny, though, because air blowing in your face is going to come up at the very end of this talk. Uh-huh. Hmm. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. These are real podcast listeners, not actors. What do you look for in a podcast? Reliability is big for me. Power. I'd say comfort. What do you think of this? Oh. That's Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go? They came out of the floor? And down from the ceiling? That can't be safe. I'm upset. Can we go now? Soon. Jordan Jesse Go, a real podcast. So also, she was having a lot of trouble finding the chat window in this part of the talk. Oh my goodness. Yeah, the whole time, the Prezi presentation would zoom in, zoom out, zoom in, zoom out. And mm-hmm. it, it looked like she just had sort of a nervous tick where she just had to sort of scroll something or move around. Oh, huh. And she'd say, oh, I don't know why it's doing this. <laughs> and then she would say, oh, someone asked a question and I can't find the chat. Where is it? Do I need to click out of here? And it's that thing that I don't know if this is a universal experience of someone about my age, but where you have to convince your parents, like, if you're not sure what's happening, don't keep clicking things. Mm. You're just giving the computer more things to do before it returns to stasis so we can deal with the situation. Sure. I feel like there is a little bit of that. Yeah, you're just hastening yourself towards the spinning ball of death. (laughs) Right. Or a a program crash. All right. So... As you're going along in your COVID-19 journey, you want to continue with natural medicines, hydrotherapy, you can add activated charcoal. Oh, yes. And she says, activated charcoal is great because it absorbs everything in the body, good and bad. And then she said, it's what they use when someone ODs, they pump the body with activated charcoal, which if you ingested something. Oh, and you need to like physically collect it. Because charcoal is thirsty. Yeah, it'll basically coat your stomach and block your system from taking up that drug. But a lot of ODs are intravenous. You can't put charcoal in someone's veins. I don't know. It seems like a real oversimplification. Mm. Speaking of activated charcoal and giving Ross lemonade, I remember during the... (laughs) You remember that? (laughs) I know what you're going During the Amazing Facts series, one day, (laughs) Carrie brought me this... Activated charcoal. Maybe it was a different seminar. Anyways, it was like lemonade, but it was dark gray. 
Yeah. And Carrie just it watched me with a big terrible. grin. Like, you're going to drink it this was, gritty, awful stuff? It was $11. I mean, it's technically lemonade. <laughs> you love lemonade. I got you this. <laughs> I spent extra money to get you bad lemonade. It's $11. <laughs> oh, what a good day. Uh, good times. I think that was the same day that Kellyanne Conway first used the term <laughs> alternative facts. Wow. I, I like that these are linked in your mind. Yeah. Because I just remember describing that to you and you being like, what? (laughs) But we were so tip of the iceberg at that point. By the way, while we're talking about ODing, just a side note, I feel like it's something we don't get to talk about a lot. So even though it's a little bit of a segue, it's a good time to talk about synthetic opioids. They are now the leading cause of accidental death in the U.S. more than car crashes. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. So just a little PSA here. I think most of us have been affected at this point by someone we love struggling with this. So if your doctor prescribes synthetic opioids for more than three days, especially for acute pain, like, you know, you just got in an accident or whatever, it's a bit of a red flag. It doesn't mean for sure your doctor's a bad doctor, but like you do want to say, ooh, because that's about where your addiction profile raises is three days your risk of addiction will will spike quite a bit. So you just want to have that information, be an advocate for yourself. because Push back a little bit. Yeah, this is a real problem, especially in the States. Good advice. So she also told us thirst is a good indicator for what's going on. Hmm. Someone who needs phosphorus will want to gulp down lots of cold water, whereas someone who needs belladonna won't want any water. Take that for what it's worth. (laughs) Also, how do you know that someone doesn't want water? Like, I guess right now I need belladonna like because I'm not thirsty. Yeah. Ugh. So this is where she mentioned the EVMS protocol again. Oh, right. Yeah. What is that? So the East Virginia Medical School did put out this protocol. They have been dealing with a lot of cases of COVID-19 and had written out this protocol that she was quoting from. We talked about it in the first episode. They said something about letting the disease take its natural course. Oh, okay. What they were saying was- And took him out of context. Yeah. They were saying you don't necessarily want to immediately intervene with breathing support because Mm -hmm. that introduces a whole host of other issues you're now going to have to deal with. Sometimes you will need to do that, but you don't want to jump to it, right? So she took that tiny sentence about a natural course, took it out of context, and made it sound like they're- endorsing homeopathy and this $55 course right (laughs) right so I said to myself I said I bet I can find the source of that Mm -hmm. and I done did it turns out this protocol was written by Dr. Paul E. Merrick from East Virginia Medical School I reached out to him I said yo I'm taking this class Here's how your quote's being used. I just wanted to see if you feel like this is uh, an appropriate understanding of what you meant when (laughs) you said (laughs) the natural course seems to be the best. He wrote back and he said, thank you for this. Without question, homeopathy has no scientific basis, has been shown not to work. (laughs) She is obviously misquoting our work and we are not herbalists or naturopathic doctors. Please keep me updated about this. So shout out to Paul Merrick. Hello, hello. So when she brought this up again, I was like, okay, I'm going to say something about this. So in the Zoom chat, I said, oh, uh, you know, it's interesting you mentioned the EVMS. I know the guy who wrote that. And while we've been talking, I said, hey, uh, this class is mentioning your protocol. What do you think? And here's what his reply was. Mm -hmm. She sort of read that. Uh, Okay, I heard her reply to that. All right. She didn't let it get her down too much. No. Yeah. She said something like, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, people say all sorts of things about homeopathy. I just ignore them. (laughs) 
right. But then you selectively quote them when promoting your <laughs> homeopathy class. Right, right. So then she also told us uh, other things we could do, ozone treatments, for example. Mm-hmm. Don't do it, guys. Ugh. Don't do it. So dangerous. Can be very dangerous, especially the intravenous gas therapy. You get an embolism. Yep. Those are bad. Those are not meant for gas. Those meant for can blood. kill you right away. Mm-hmm. That's right. But then she tells us what to do if someone is critical. Yes. <laughs> okay. Carrie's <laughs> so excited. <laughs> so yeah, let's say you've done everything right, of course, because you're a naturopathic doctor. But what if someone gets to a really scary point where it looks like they need hospitalization Mm -hmm. well first of all i'm not going to stop you from taking them to the hospital if you feel you need to do that go ahead you could just be aware as soon as you take them to the hospital they're going to take them away from you and you won't have any control over them anymore i'm thinking (laughs) (laughs) you're not an appropriate person but there's some things that you can do Mm -hmm. if somebody is critical all right you're excited carrie what can we do well Thank you for asking. Ross, is it? I'm Ross. If they are collapsing, yes, passed out, <laughs> on the verge of death, or have just died, <laughs> you can give them Corpse Reviver. Corpse Reviver? What? Is that, is that something not from the world of magic? Corpse or Harry Reviver. Potter? Corpse Reviver brings people back to life, but only... If they have just crossed over. Carbo vegetabilis is the name of the corpse reviver. So it's like what, potato? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's got a lot <laughs> a of carbs. Veg. Yeah, carbo vegetalis. Wait, vegetabilis. And she, she, she went on to say, you know, that there's been times that it's been known to work. And it's uh, clearly not something that works all the time. Right. Even in her estimation. But hey, you know, if they've just died, give it a chance. <laughs> give them Might some carbo vegetabilis. Vegetabilis, I guess. Okay. Oh, Boiron sells it. Oh, good. Also known as vegetable charcoal. It is prepared by igniting a pile of dry beech or birch wood, which is then covered by a thick layer of soil. And then some homeopath comes along, grabs that, and Mm. succusses it, and succusses it. And says, give this to your dead friends. And this will revive you from death. Maybe. Maybe. No promises. But if that doesn't work, this is actually an either or. Do you know what the other remedy is if your friend has just died? A high potency of some other remedy? No. Cell salts, frequently? No. Hydrotherapy and oxygen drops? Mm-mm. Uh, insist on an IV of vitamin C at the hospital? Mm-mm. What else can you do? Your friend has just died. It is good to have a fan blow in their face. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh. But if they're Carrie, they've had it blowing in their face their entire lives. No, we're laughing. (laughs) Obviously, this is a horrible situation, but just the thought of this hapless homeopath sitting over a freshly dead body, pointing a fan at its face. Yep. (laughs) After putting some pellets of what used to be (laughs) charcoal of birch or beech covered in soil. <laughs> this is gonna revive him. Oh, that didn't work. That didn't do it. Does anybody have a fan? <laughs> oh, just imagine all of the 
funerals now that are just going to be full of homeopaths just blowing on everybody. That's interesting because I've heard that in Korea, there's a persistent fear of fan Fan death. death. Yeah, 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 that's a whole thing. Yeah, so that would not be recommended advice for someone who believes that. Wow. Well, they'd be dead anyway. So, Corpse Survivor, make sure to have that in your kit. Mm Mm-hmm. Good God. Uh, um, but, anyway. But yeah, there were some other recommendations for people near a state of collapse. The ones I mentioned as alternatives, including that IV of vitamin C. Mm. And she was saying at the hospital, you know, the doctors and nurses, they may tell you no, but insist on it. Insist that they get a, a vitamin C drip. Uh, in their IV. This reminds me of a story I read recently for another project where a mother brought her adult daughter to a psychiatric hospital, but she didn't believe in psychiatric drugs. So she's like, just promise me you won't give her any psychiatric drugs. And the hospital is like, okay, ma'am, because they have like a 25-year-old woman. It's like the mother's not the client. Right. And so they're like, okay. And the mother's writing this story, but you can just see through the lines. She gets her daughter's back and she's like, she was so much better. Like <laughs> everything was fine. They must have followed my advice because she was completely fine. They followed my advice and did nothing. <laughs> right. Sometimes well, it's good, hey, it's they good did, to listen to experts. They sometimes. did the right thing. She felt validated. Yeah. And she was ignored as she should be. <laughs> Oh, she also mentioned that the hole in our atmosphere caused by depletion of ozone, that is indicative of us all needing ozone because whatever happens on a macro level also happens on a micro level. I pushed that right out of my brain. (laughs) If it's happening to the earth, it's happening in your personal body. Right. Oh, that's right. That's a really weird rule of thumb. Yeah. It's like as above, so below, but way more weird so huh. because the, the ozone in the atmosphere is over well, a different part of the low, earth but isn't the ozone in the atmosphere actually high and that causes the hole in the layer well the ozone layer hole has gotten much better because oh, we stopped good. using all of those aerosolized products oh, well good I was really afraid of that in third grade, so I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. How's quicksand doing? <laughs> Quicksand's still around, beware. Oh, shit. Uh, but yeah, the ozone layer is one of those kind of success stories hey. of us actually sort of turning the situation around. Read factfulness. <laughs> hey, right. You'll feel better. I don't think it's completely out of the uh, the woods yet, but uh, it has improved. Does that doesn't mean- matter. Anything that's happening anywhere on Earth is happening in Ross's body. So Why does she acid have to pick rain. on me? Acid rain all up in you. So um, I need, do I need more acid or do I need less acid? Less acid. Let's say less. Oh, That's why I, you need alkaline water. Oh, but I like lemonade. I, <laughs> I bet she really does love alkaline water. I bet she'd be like, that's a wonderful example. Deforestation shows that you need to eat more broccoli. Little tiny trees. <laughs> I do like broccoli. I love broccoli. I've never Not raw, though. Oh, yeah. Raw. Nah. But, oh, cooked broccoli? Mm. Mm. Delicious. Mm. And then, yeah, the coup de gras. Yes, the grand finale. Yeah, the bullet hole. <laughs> uh, she said, and you can buy my homeopathic kit. Yeah, for a mere one hundred and seventy-six dollars and fifty cents with shipping and handling. So I got a Venmo request. <laughs> shortly thereafter for half of that amount. That's right. Guess what we own? We now have this. <laughs> I'm holding it. So what do we have here? Oh, 
Okay, we have homeopathy for COVID-19 related symptoms. Right, right, because we don't treat a disease, we treat symptoms. Mm -hmm. So, God. Okay, we have asinite. Oh, two types of asinite. One that's 30C, more like asinine. I'm going to do that for every single oh, one. Oh, great. Uh, <laughs> asinite 30C, asinite 200C. Those all get the same okay. pun. <laughs> uh, asinite 1M, asinite 10M, anis barb. I, I have no barb for that one. <laughs> um, anis barb. Okay, there it is. Ant ours. More like ant are not. Cool. There's going to be like 40 <laughs> more of these. Uh, ant are. And arsenicum, arsenicum, arsenicum. More like Arsenio Hall. Baptisia. More like John the Baptist. Yeah, sure. Basilinum. More like Basilinum of Baker Street. (laughs) Brian, no, Brianea. More like Bronia. Okay. Camphora. I'm done. <laughs> Carbo veg. Oh, that's oh, our corpse survivor. Yeah. Oh, ooh. Yeah. If we have to keep that until one of us dies now. If I keel over, <laughs> I'll you, give you that. You have to be freshly dead. Uh, we're going to have to take that everywhere now. I, I love it. You know, someone drags me out of a pool somewhere. <laughs> Don't worry. I, this oh, is what he'd want. Wait, before you try anything else, <laughs> let me put a pellet of this in him. <sighs> Oh, it's kind of hard, too, to identify these, because once you open it up, you just see, let's see, it's a grid of five by, what is it, 11? Not sure. Six, seven, eight, nine, oh. ten, ten. So we've got 50, these remedies, but it's just a bunch of black caps. But, but look at the, uh, nope, open it up, open back again, and right in front of you. <gasps> yeah, oh. it's like a seized like, candy box where the diagram is, okay. is there for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking battleship, but that's a better analogy. Uh, <laughs> okay, there you go. That's how you can tell which one is which. Because when you're in a hurry, when you need to find that corpse survivor, mm-hmm. you want to find it right away. Okay, carve the one I got it. I am ready to revive a corpse. Yay! With carbo veg. <laughs> I'm gonna take a picture of that. Amazing. I'll just rattle off some others. Carbon dioxide. China office. China off. I'm sure it's fine. Eupperf. Ferrum phosphate. Gelsenium. Hydristis. Influenzanum. Oh, there we go. I want to tell her, like, hey, did you know this is the flu vaccine? Did you know that you're selling the flu vaccine? Yeah. Huh. Juicishka, calicarb, <laughs> lobella, mercurius. Oh, nukes vomica. Ooh, is that made out of vomit? <laughs> oh, I'm going to look this up. Nukes vomica. Contains strychnine and brucine, two deadly chemicals. People cool. use it for erectile dysfunction when it's in its actual potent form well i can see why it's in this homeopathy for covid19 kit (laughs) one of the biggest problems with covid19 is erectile dysfunction everybody's talking about it phosphoric acid phosphorus pyrogenium spagellia stanum sciatica sciatica okay enthusia and then there's a little tiny asterisk at the bottom that says, remedies made with 100% sucrose pellets. <laughs> Meaning 100% sugar pills. These are all sugar. Remedies made with 100% sucrose pellets. Wow. We paid $176.50 for what is essentially very bad candy. Wow. Okay. Well... <laughs> 
I don't, I don't know if it was our best okay. purchase ever. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do with that. Well, I think. Hey, if we revive one dead corpse with that, oh, that that's its money. So worth, worth right it. There. Also, Ross, Carrie. I am willing to make a commitment here and now. Okay. In this moment and time. Yeah. That if COVID-19 has cleared up relatively well mm-hmm. in 2021, okay. that we do go at least a couple more live shows. Yes. And we bring our homeopathy kit. I like it. There we go. Okay, there Something we go. Something for it to do. We can share the love and the wealth. There we go. <sighs> so there we are. We're the proud owners of this health kit. We did not get a no-sode. We did not get cyanide. Oh, terrible. Honestly, terrible. But we've been wearing our masks. We're both doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. And we hope you are as well. Wear your masks. And if you actually start to feel sick, you should call your doctor. Yes. Call your actual real medical doctor. Call first. Mm -hmm. Get the recommendation. Don't just drive there. Call the old docaroo. Those are the rules. We don't make them, but we try to live by them. Mm-hmm. 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 Amen. I guess that's it for this investigation. We watched and attended these classes. We learned a lot. I would say I did learn a lot about homeopathy. Okay, nice. I didn't know before. Doesn't give me any greater faith in it, though. (laughs) My faith in it has been reduced, which actually makes it more potent. Hey, hey. I see what you're doing there. Yeah. All right. Yeah, there we go. The class was effective. (laughs) She sent a survey form. I haven't filled it out yet, but maybe I can say that. There you (laughs) go. You're going to steal my line. No, no, that's your line. You you use Let's it. See Whose it. line is it anyway? Did she send me follow-up? There it is. Okay, cool. All right. I'll fill that out too. Good. Well, that's it for our show. Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton. Our administrative manager is Ian Kramer. I want to thank Dr. Paul Merrick both for helping us with this episode and for doing good work actually treating people with COVID-19. For being a badass. You can support us at MaximumFun.org slash donate or slash join. But you can also support us by giving us positive reviews, sharing us with your friends, playing us in the car when you go on a road trip. Spread the word. This episode was edited by Victor Figueroa. And you can follow us on social media, you know. That's a good idea. Yeah. We have Twitter. We're at Ono Podcast. And we have Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash OnRack. We share fun stuff there. Yeah. Check it out. Check it out. Check it. Check it. Interact. You know, speaking of science, I just read a pretty good book about uh, the study of alternative medicine and whether it's as good or better than placebo. Oh. It was a very thorough look at that. It was very enjoyable. It was called Snake Oil Science. Ah. Anyway, I'm going to slap it up. Yeah, where am I going to find this? On our bookshop.org store. That's right. We've got a bookshop at Bookshop. Yeah. Yeah, this is super fun. A nice little bit of synchronicity. Mm -hmm. Uh, Carrie had just found out about this. And then Mallory O'Meara of Reading Glasses Podcast also messaged me that same day and said, hey, we just created our own bookshop and it's a great way for your listeners to support local bookshops, Mm -hmm. but also to support you. Yeah. And so I said, why, thank you, Mallory. I think we'll look into that. This is so cool because there are so many ways that uh, we are all reliant on Amazon, a company that I don't care for. (laughs) Um, And this is a a good way to instead support local bookstores while still getting that mail order experience, if that's something that you need, especially right now. Um, So yeah, they have like a network of different independent bookstores that fulfill the orders. So you're always supporting an independent bookstore. 
And then on top of it, if one of your favorite, say, podcasters curated a list for you, you can say, well, thank you, A, for curating this wonderful list mm-hmm. of things I should read, mm-hmm. and B, for doing whatever it is you do in general. For example, making a show I love. Yeah, and uh, both Carrie and I are big book lovers, and uh, we, we love a lot of the same books, and we love some different books that the, the other hasn't read yet. So uh, if you go to bookshop.org slash shop slash Oh no, O H N O. You can find our shared recommendations, our individual recommendations, and right there, uh, add them to your cart. So please check that out. And uh, it, it's a work in progress. There'll be more coming. And that's a way to support the show and your local bookshop. I think mine is all nonfiction. Do you have any fiction books? In I this? have at least one fiction book in mine. Well, I guess I have The Thrilling Adventures of Lovelace and Babbage, and a lot of that is fiction. In a very geeky, fun way. Anyways, yeah, check it out. And uh, I do read fiction. It's just nonfiction is my drug of choice. Yeah, me too. But yeah, The Rapture of Canaan is in there, and that is so good. Ooh. Maybe I'll put a prayer for own meanie in there, oh, too. I- I've Who already knows? looked through the list of things that you've added and gone, oh, i got to read that. So oh, good. I'll be reading stuff off of bookshop.org. All right. Cool. Slash shop slash oh no. Uh, and while we're talking about it, MaximumFun.org, you can find transcripts of this show. That's right. If you're thinking, oh, I want to read more stuff. I want to read this podcast. I want to reread what I just heard. Or maybe you know somebody who, uh, they don't listen to stuff. Yeah, they that's would not be, their deal. They would be into a transcript. Send them the transcript. But maybe encourage them to download as well so we still get that sweet download Read number. the transcript. <laughs> <laughs> And remember, from my old friend James Randi, I want you to know the four rules of homeopathy, each increasingly more embarrassing. The first one is that you do what they call a proving. A proving in homeopathy, and I'm not going to go into all the details, that would take me three nights here. The proving consists of taking a substance, we'll call it substance X, and you give it to a patient who is well, that is to a person who is well. Now, that definition isn't derived at maybe somebody who can walk and sit down and stand up again and is warm would be a person that's well. I don't know. But you give it to a person as well, and that person develops symptoms A, B, and C. Now, we'll say that the substance is uh, the, the milk from milkweed. Oh, that must taste awfully bad, the sap from milkweed. Uh, you give that to a, a well patient in a proving. And in this proving, the patient develops these three symptoms. A. Uh, face gets very, very red, head swells up round like a balloon, and every 20 minutes he falls down on the ground a dead faint. Now those are symptoms you'd be likely to notice. I think you'll agree with that. So they write that down in the book. That's called the proving. That's the first rule of homeopathy. Second rule of homeopathy is, suppose you have a patient walk into the office, and the patient sits down and says, oh, am I sick? And the homeopath looks at the patient and notices that the patient has head swollen up like a balloon that's bright red. And the homeopath says, hmm, every 20 minutes you fall down on the ground in a dead faint. And the patient looks and says, doctor, you're wonderful. Yes, I do. Wait a minute. You go through the book. You find out what caused that in a well patient. And then you give them that medicine and that reverses the effect. Don't look at me. It's their idea. And people down there are going, wow. And yeah. It's their idea, not mine. I'm just telling you what it's all about. Third rule of homeopathy says you don't do that. I told you they got sillier as they went along. Third rule of homeopathy says that you give them 
a highly diluted mixture of that substance. You haven't heard dilution until you hear this. I'm going to step over to the board here. This is the simple mathematical lesson, okay? 10 to the power of 1 is 10. Okay, we knew that. 10 to the power of 2 is 100. It's the number of zeros after the 1 that the index refers to. Okay, so 10 cubed, 10 to the third power has three zeros, and it goes on and on like that, okay? Now, in homeopathy, to prepare a solution, you take one part of the substance and you put it in 10 parts of water, and then you success it. That would be called a one solution. They never use that. Far, far too strong. Now, what they do to prepare it is they take the substance, put it in the water, and then they success it. That means shake it up and down 10 times, sideways 10 times, and back and forth 10 times, in three different dimensions, 10 times each. That's called succession. I call it shaking it. <laughs> but I'm not scientific, so what do I know? That's a one solution. As I say, they never use that. Then they take one part of that solution and put it in 10 parts of water and chugga, chugga, chugga the whole thing all over again. And they get a two solution, one part in 100. You follow now? Then they repeat it one more time, 10 parts, and they get one in a thousand. But that's far, far, far too concentrated. No. They prefer dilutions of one in 10 to the 20th parts of water. That's one with 20 zeros after it. That's what I call dilute. <laughs> attenuated is the term they use. Attenuated, that's really attenuated. And the fourth rule of homeopathy, as if you weren't ready for it, the more dilute the medicine is, the stronger it is. <laughs> I told you they get silly as you go along. Strange planets, curious technology, and a fantastic vision of the distant future, featuring Martin Starr. So we're going on day 14. Shuttle still hasn't come. Aparna Nancherla. The security system provides you with emotional security. You do the rest. Echo Kellum. Can you disconnect me or not? Hurry Kondabolu. I'm staying. From Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Jeffrey McGiver. Could you play Cindy Lauper's Girls Just Want to Have Fun? It's The Outer Reach, stories from beyond. Now available for free at MaximumFun.org or anywhere you listen. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.